0: Hey everyone and welcome back to episode two of the Tungsten Originals podcast. I'm joined by my good friend Brooks. Hello. And Kara.
1: Hello. And today
0: we have a very special interview with Darcy Aiders. Darcy, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. So um, if you haven't seen the Element episode with Darcy, head on over to the Tungsten Originals Instagram um, and check out her episode. Darcy is a documentary photographer and she's actually episode one of our brand new Element series. So go check that out after you listen to the podcast. Um, so, yeah, Darcy, tell us about yourself. Who are you? Why are you here? What you doing? What do you eat for breakfast?
1: I question all of that every day, quite honestly. Um, my name's Darcy. I'm from Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, I came in to SCAD kind of considering a bunch of different majors just because I knew I wanted to do art. I didn't want to go to a normal school. I would not succeed there. Not my thing. Yeah. Um, I chose photography because I was like, "Well, I'm paying for school. I might as well do something I love." You can always change your mind on what you're gonna do later, but you know, if I'm paying fifty six thousand dollars a year, I might as well do something that I love, kind <laughs> yeah, of thing.
0: Good call. I'd say. Um,
1: but yeah, I'm a documentary photographer. I really like um, portraits, but I'm trying to transition into a little bit more landscape because that's kind of what sells, even though that's not the main thing. For me, money's not the biggest issue. I'd rather just do what I love because I don't want to be behind a desk for my whole life and I don't eat breakfast.
0: (laughs) Cool. So, in the Element episode, you talked a lot about how you got started in photography and actually started off with like a competition with your sister, right? So, Mm -hmm. tell that story, dive into that.
1: Well, you know, she always grew up doing things and I'd follow in her fashion like a true little sister does. Yeah. And um, unfortunately, I would be better than her in a lot of things. And I don't like saying that because she is really smart and really good at things. Um, unfortunately. Yeah. unfortunately. Well, I feel bad because, you know, she's the older one. She oh. experiments. I get to do what I want. Oh, kind of yeah. Thing. I mm. wish I could say that. Yeah. yeah. And she really wanted to go to art school in the beginning. But, you know, I got the opportunity to do that. Um, but my freshman year of high school, I had heard that she had done uh, film photography and we had an extra camera. So I was like. I might as well do it because my school had a dark room, and I was really interested in that. So I picked up on it and did it a lot. I wasn't the best high school student, but I, I did excel in my art classes and I won a few competitions. So I was like, well, that's nice. So I decided to pursue it and, you know, even struggled through those classes a little bit. But, you know, she got over it. She's better at things than I am. She's better at snowboarding than I am. So that's all right. But nice. <laughs> I figured to take photography because I knew it would make me happy. She went to school for something she didn't love and, you know, ended up not finishing because of that. And I mm. I didn't want that to be me. I'd, I'd want to be happy. And I wish she could have done the same kind of thing.
0: Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So you started out with film, right?
1: Um, I wanted to do film, graphic design, photography. Okay. Um, I went in photography and then I actually went to UX because I, I panicked. I was like, well, I'm paying $56,000 for school. How the hell am I going to pay this back kind of thing?
0: I remember like talking to you like freshman Nightener. year or something. And you were talking to Nick who actually just interviewed yesterday who's a UXD person. Oh, yeah, and you yeah. changed. Wow. Yeah. I for- totally forgot about that.
1: Yeah. And I, I kind of panicked because I was like, well, I hate this. Like I'm not. I'm not like a designer like that. My brain doesn't think like yeah. that. I think that's a little bit more logical than I am. I think mm-hmm. that I'm a little bit more out there. And yeah, while sure. they are too, I can't I can't do what they do. And yeah. and that's okay. I'm, is I'm, intense. Yeah, it's, it's really hard. Crazy. And yeah. I'm like open to learning about it, but I don't think that's what I want to do kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, sure.
0: yeah. Gotcha. So you started out with photography doing... Film in high school, like film oh, photography? Oh, film yeah, yeah, that's what no, you're talking cool. about. Hey, it uh, worked out. It was a good answer. Yeah, I did
1: film. Um, and then, you know, it's, it's kind of expensive, so I did get into yeah. the digital habit a little bit as well. I took some of my, like, advanced photo classes, and then I took AP my senior year. Um, so I shot both because it was available. But now, unfortunately, my high school uh, got rid of the darkroom, which makes me a little bit sad. But I'm glad I'm here because that's available to me. Yeah. And we were
0: just talking. You actually work in the darkroom. I do. Right? Yeah, quite a bit. I bet that's a great experience just developing film all the time. Yeah.
1: I would be nervous as hell. Well, (laughs) I mean, you know, you mess up and that's okay. Because at least you were there to experience what you're doing. And it's all a learning process. Like, it's okay to mess up kind of thing. And, you know, I think it's also a really good thing for photographers now to learn how to do film. So many people have iPhones with cameras on it and it's like people Mm -hmm. think that they're a photographer and some of them can be you know what I mean you are capable of being a photographer with an iPhone but to get into a different practice I think film's really practical for some photographers now and I've I've seen it make a comeback even even in the past like five six years yeah so I think it's important and I've gotten into c41 developing too with the machine which I think's cool because a lot of the photographers that I want to follow in their footsteps shoot film and develop c41 so yeah I think that's an important resume builder. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, why
2: do you think that films made a comeback?
1: You know, you've seen it among a lot of college students because it feels authentic. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't, you can't shoot film and just think that you're a photographer, kind of thing. If that makes any <laughs> no, sense? Because yeah. I see that's that a pretty,
2: lot. That's pretty. Uh, what would you say? Contentious? Because yeah. that's yeah. what a lot of people think. <laughs> oh, trust me, yeah. I that's see what it. I think
1: I see it at SCAD, and I think a lot of people have potential, but it's i think with film you have to kind of slow down personally you got to kind of slow down a little bit like you are like you can't see these pictures like i'm i'm street photography but i'm also doing some stuff where i really want to plan things out and i think that like you have to think about what you're going to take pictures of because some sometimes people just click 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 you're wasting frames you know what i mean it's good to have like a like a little bit of perspective on how you're going to shoot film before you do or else you're just kind of wasting it sure Yeah. yeah
0: Do you think now that everyone has like a high quality digital phone or digital camera in their pockets on their phones, do you think that's like almost taken away the quote unquote sanctity of photography? Because in the element episode, we talked about like what makes a photograph slash photographer and things like that. And now that everyone can do it, like what changes have you seen?
1: You know, I think that the answer to that question on a yes or no basis, I think it has changed photography a bit. Yeah. but I do know some people like when I when I did that Visco um yeah. that Visco challenge and I won it one of the other winners was actually an iPhone photographer and he's incredible. Oh yeah. He does really good street photography. So, you know, I wouldn't discount people who shoot on their on their phone yeah. at all. But, you know, just because you take a photo doesn't mean you're a photographer. You have the potential to be mm-hmm. um it always depends what kind of photographer you have yeah. to be creative. You have to have an open mind when it comes to photography, or else you're not going to be different, kind of thing. And I wouldn't say that I'm necessarily different from every other kind of photographer, but yeah. at least I'm trying.
0: Yeah, definitely. So that tell us sense about sense. the Visco thing because I feel like yeah. that's a really cool part of your story that maybe some people listening don't know about. And I don't mm-hmm. even know if Brooks and Karen know. No, about. I don't.
1: Oh, um, <laughs> so last winter they had this. Um, they released like a Visco X competition, which is basically like you pay a yearly subscription twenty dollars you get all their filters all their um you know all their features which is really nice mm. and i know it sounds basic it's kind of like a Lightroom with preset you know preset stuff yeah. and you can mm-hmm. just click True. on it and it's like this is a kinds. great app yeah it's, it's amazing like so it's handy. amazing yeah. i mm-hmm. love it but it has like different film sets of actual film oh. that that they scan in and use the color profiles for which is oh, really nice cool. Is so cool i didn't yeah. know that so I was interested. I was like, well, I'm, I'm going to buy this because I think it's cool. It's a nice platform. It's mm. something that I would like to build upon. And, you know, you don't get, like, you can't see how many likes somebody gets. You can't see how many followers somebody gets. It kind of takes away from that. So I thought it was nice. I was like, okay, well, I'm going to enter this contest. And the prompt was basically, like, what do you find, like, in the mundane that's beautiful? And I had mm-hmm. taken this picture. N- no expectations to win. I was just like, I might as well put it on there. And it was um, these two girls holding hands it's from like the arm down um and like a field of like dead grass and it's like taken through a mirror and they're holding like these two dead flowers like between their hands and i was like i might as well submit this and i made the caption like i strive to find beauty in the mundane to bring things like to the people's eyes who they wouldn't usually think is pretty if that Mm -hmm. makes any sense yeah and then a couple months later i got an email that was basically like, hey, my name's Gina, I work at Visco. I was wondering if you'd have a second to call, like, talk on the phone. And I was like... Nope, sorry. Yeah, I was like, "Yes, yeah, sorry, no. Um, <laughs>
0: I'm in the middle of blowing up right
1: now. I was like, sorry, I'm in photo class. Um, <laughs> but she did call photo me in class. the middle of a photo class, which was really nice, and she was basically like, yeah, so you are over 18, right? And I was like... <laughs> yes did you question like, <laughs> I was what, like Wait. what you
0: entered into <laughs> yeah no
1: um and she was like well yeah we really loved your photo and your caption and like we'd love to give you the opportunity to to fly out and like be one of the participants wow. in this contest and that's I was like, awesome that's so cool yeah um so of course i said yes and um I got to speak with the other winners. There were three other winners, Scott, Rico, and Liz. Liz actually graduated from SCAD a couple years ago and she lives in California, which is super cool. Um, So I flew out there last June they f- they flew me out paid for all my expenses including hotels ubers food wow. everything oh that's I- amazing wow. <laughs> it was, it was yeah. insane where'd I, um, you fly out to again um i flew into san francisco and then went to the bay area oakland Oh, nice, no. um, awesome man. and stayed in a hotel really close to visco which was nice but when i got there they led a couple workshops they kind of took me through their headquarters which is like the most beautiful office space i've ever seen wow um joel flory the guy who is like one of the co-founders of visco mm. His dad actually redesigned it, like, redesigned it. It was an ICE detention center, and they went bankrupt. <laughs> so he bought the building It just, wow. like, tore everything out of it. He has, like, exposed pipes on the top, really That's nice really wooden cool. floors, so cool. super open. But one of the things that we did that I really loved, they had this guy named Steven who, like, fa- looked through all of our photos and picked out photo books for us based on our style. So wow. we went in there, and he basically picked f- pictures from our feed and was like, these are the photo books that I thought you, thought you would like based on what you, like, post and create. Mm-hmm. And he's spot on. Like, Who did he get for you? It's, it's some, I think it's a Japanese photographer. I can't pronounce her name. Okay, yeah. But um, takes, like, the most gorgeous, intimate, like, really weird photos. And I love that. That's probably such a compliment,
3: too, to oh, be, like, compared to, like, an like, awesome <laughs> photographer. I was like, oh, my yeah, God. That's true.
1: But it was super cool. And then we did some more workshops. We worked with this girl named Kendall, and she's super cool, and she like ma- like led us through collage, and we like did really cool magazine collages. We picked words out of a basket and then made something based on it with like paint and tape and all That's that. So cool. It was wow. really cool. Then we talked with Joel Flory, who's again mm-hmm. one of the CEOs of Visco, and he t- like talked with the app development team with us and like talked to us about why we love Visco and talked to us about like like, what we'd like to see on the app, which was really, really cool. In the middle, he asked me who one of my favorite photographers were. And I was like, I love Nirav Patel. Like, he's one of my favorite photographers. And he was like, oh, did you know that we're, like, best friends? <laughs> oh, my God. I was like, I like, I was like no way. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, I'll shoot you guys an email together. Like, I'll see if you guys can do a video conference. And oh, my God. And Nirav emailed me and was like, Hey, like, I'd love to talk over Skype with you. And he's been working on a book. So I was like, yeah, whenever you're ready, like, <laughs> I'm ready to talk to you. Oh, my God. So I'm going to send him an email and see if I can photo assist. But overall, it was really cool. We also did a street photo walk with um, Brandon Rufin, who's a really great photographer. Um, he is the cutest little girl. But we took pictures for like an hour walking around Oakland. That was really cool, too. But it was awesome. I would, I would love to fly out there and work for them gosh like yeah, what an amazing ever. experience i know Sounds it was incredible. like That's the best so cool. thing i could ever have on my resume for me yeah. i was yeah. like yeah. i needed that I was, yeah, like, definitely. I, I was like i can't keep bull street taco on my resume <laughs> i'd rather have some <laughs> photos <Sure. on> there. <laughs> yeah
0: bull street taco and then the visco yeah, the yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah down here yeah depending priorities on, you know yeah exactly tacos over photography um <laughs> <laughs> How do you know how many people submitted?
1: A couple thousand, I believe. That's amazing. Whoa. But it was That's it awesome. was crazy. That's nuts. That's awesome. And then I posted my picture on Instagram. Shit myself. <laughs> oh, I like looked no. it was like yeah. seventy thousand likes. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> and like, you like, got a lot
0: that? of followers from that, right?
1: Oh yeah. yeah. More honestly more on Visco than I did on Instagram, which okay. was which That's I, really cool. I like better. I don't think yeah. Instagram's the biggest. Yeah. app in the game. I think it'll die out eventually. So. Really?
2: You think so? Really? Yes, I do. Why <laughs> is that?
1: Just because um, I think that there's going to be something better. I honestly do. Hmm. And I think Instagram can be a little bit toxic depending on what you're looking for on Instagram. And I also think it's a great platform for some people. Like I know a lot hmm. of photographers who do really well on there, hmm. but you know, I'd rather have a professional portfolio and send it out to somebody and make a name for myself that way. I don't, I don't really care about I mean, I, I do care about the people that I talk to, the friends I've made on Instagram. But, yeah. you know, it's, it's not that big for me. That's okay. Gotcha. What so when I think- lose a follower, I'm like... Mm. Okay, yeah. nice, nice. I know some people freak out about their followers. Yeah. like, yeah. I have to follow less people than oh, follow yeah. me, and I don't, oh, th- sure. I don't care. It's such a weird I'm concept like, right, to like really focus on.
3: All right. I'm going
1: yeah. to post this picture of me, and if it doesn't get 400 likes, I'm going to delete it. Yeah, like, no. i I don't, yeah. don't care.
0: Yeah, so be sure to follow Tungsten Originals on Instagram. <laughs> no,
1: I actually unfollowed you the other day. <laughs> <game>. Oh, sweet. <laughs> cool,
0: cool, cool. So the Element episode is actually down now. Don't know why it got taken down. We'll be sure to look into it. was I <laughs> exactly, like, all right, <laughs> we're filming this you. in the past, future? I don't know, um, wh- Like, how do you think social media has affected it as like a whole?
1: I think it could be relatively positive. Um, yeah. It just depends on how you treat it. I think you have to be open-minded, you have to be really nice to people. You can't be one of those judgmental people who goes on everybody's post and like, I think you need to do this, 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 yeah. and this. Mm-hmm. Um, I have made a ton of friends and, and internet friends from Instagram, I yeah. think it's really cool from all over the place. So, I think, in terms of making connections, it can be really cool, but you can also get a lot of negativity, which I think criticism is good, but some of it's a little bit unnecessary. yeah, so time and a place type I mean, thing. for me personally, it's kind of neutral because okay. I've met really cool people, but what like what's it about? You yeah. know what I mean
0: I, I think one of the main issues with social media is that you're like basically letting the platform show or decide how your stuff is seen, yeah, you know because the algorithm and everything. And, you know, it's like you want that to be in your own hands, which is why I made my own website
3: <laughs> and stuff like <laughs> An- that.
1: Another thing for me is, like, a lot of people, like I said, base their content on, a on like, how, what gets likes. And, like, I yeah. I personally want to create for me as well as for others, but I don't want my content to be controlled by others all the time. How are so you going to release your artistic freedom? You know what I mean? I think it's mm-hmm. you're, you should be open to trying new things. And just because one picture got 500 and 30 likes, and then another one gets 200, like, why should I not post that? Yeah. Like, are people Mm going to really think less of me just because of how many likes I got on a photo? Hopefully not, and if they are, I don't care about you. Yeah, if they are, I don't (laughs) want them
2: to, you know. You mentioned something about criticism in photography. Where do you think, like, the role of criticism plays in photography? Because photography can be really, like, sort of murky. You know, it can be really out there or really straightforward. It's like, because I see sometimes, even, like, in the film world, like, somebody will make something... And If someone criticizes it, you can just sort of say, "Oh, well, you don't get it then." And I feel like photography even lends itself to that sort of criticism more because it's so open.
1: I think it depends on what kind of artist you are, quite honestly mm-hmm. um I'm very open to criticism. There's some things that are unnecessary that people target your personality, and i don't I don't think that's necessarily worth it, but maybe looking at the art perspective and trying to see what's actually what they're trying to figure out about your art. And I mean, when you are creating for the people, you do have to listen to criticism because what are you going to do in a critique? Are you going to tell everybody they're wrong about your art? Like, yeah. like they could not get the message that's coming across. But if you're trying to get it out there to people and have them understand it, then you got to listen to what they're saying. You mm-hmm. don't necessarily have to change yourself, but people's input is is pretty important, especially when you're trying to make a living for yourself. Sure. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think that's one of the best things about SCAD is being opened up to critiquing sessions that's like not through a username (laughs) in a comment section it's like yeah even even on our like design classes that we don't want to take but have to take it's it just teaches you how to accept and give like helpful criticism as well Um, i had a
1: professor actually one time say to me she was like for documentary at least she was like if your stuff's hanging up in the moma and you're not going to be there to explain it how are you going to get your message across and I get that for documentary I do because you're telling mm-hmm. a story but i mean something conceptual you can have a plaque on a wall and if somebody doesn't understand it they don't understand it they still paid to get into your show <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah yeah
0: that's true yeah. do you think cuz like i'll go to art museums and i'll see those plaques that are explaining something whether it's photography or like whatever the medium is and you know i'll in my pretentious state i'll be like well you're just saying that it means that mm-hmm. you know like do you think it should stand alone Like you should be able to put up a picture, no words, and it should just like exist in its own space.
1: I think that it can be that way, but I don't think it's always that way. Yeah. If you are trying to tell a story, especially with a series of photographs, when you're curating a series of photographs to tell a story, I think that. You can do it without captions, but it kind of kind of depends. Okay. Having a background is really nice. You don't have to have a caption for every photo. Okay, um, gotcha. And when it comes to like conceptual art, paintings, statues, like I think you can take your own input on it. I don't think you necessarily have to have a background story to it. And even if there was one, you can create something on your own based on like what it means. It's conceptual. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So. Gotcha. You have a photo series that I'm really. Uh, excited to talk about <laughs> and hopefully you'll you'll be too uh called women of the west <laughs> and i appreciate the shout out tell us about that project what's that like
1: it was actually one of the i think it was the second fashion shoot i've ever done oh wow um, it was with emily mccray yeah. It was really cool um and basically we got this girl I, I didn't even know this woman i don't think emily really did either i think it was a girl she worked with friend's mom who owned like a like a couple horses And she wanted to do, like, Old West clothing and, like, do a photo shoot with horses and stuff. It sounded basic at first. And then I was like, well, I want to shoot on a Mamiya RZ67. Like, I've only shot it on a couple times. And I know everybody's obsessed with that camera. So cool. Damn, it's a nice (laughs) camera.
0: Yeah, there's a reason why.
1: Yeah, and it was really cool. Emily actually spent a considerable amount of money picking out clothing for it, which was really cool. Um, We got some really cool models. And, you know, it wasn't as conceptual as I would say it was because, okay. you know, it wasn't really me formulating the idea. Yeah. Um. But I did get some really cool shots and I really did love it. I haven't put it up on my website yet. I'm still figuring out how I want to curate okay. it out. But I th- I thought it was cool and I'd love to do more stuff like that just because it kind of broadens my, you know, how I how I work. I, yeah, don't, yeah, I yeah. don't like I think documentary is really cool, too. Obviously, it's yeah. mm-hmm. what I want to do. But, you know, I'm totally willing to help people and expand my knowledge. I mm-hmm. think that's interesting.
0: Yeah. So, um, do you have a place that you haven't gone and done, like, street documentary photography that you would really want to go?
1: Like in the world? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I would love to go to Germany. I think Germany okay. Germany would be really cool. Wow. Cool. Yeah. I went to Iceland this um this past winter break, and I shot some oh, yeah. really, really cool wow. landscapes. How was that? It was amazing. Your you photos a- were absolutely yeah. stunning uh, for that. You. I Those was are like, all these my are, amazing. are amazing. Those are all on my <laughs> iPhone. See that? I mean, you can take pictures yeah, on your iPhone to be killer. killer. Let's,
3: yeah. go, let's, go, <laughs> go. let's go. Let's
1: go. <laughs> um, but yeah, I got a lot of really good um, landscapes, which I, I really haven't worked much with, but mm. I shot it all on film. I shot it on a Hasselblad. We did a oh, lot of... <laughs> a lot of glacier <laughs> hikes, went down the ice caves. um It was super, super cool. But I'd love to go to Germany. Nice. I've been to Italy, but that was when I was a junior in high school, so okay. I didn't develop much street photography. Yeah, there. yeah. I was a little bit more architectural. um
0: What about Germany? Like, why Germany?
1: I just have like like my ancestors are from Germany, uh, okay. gotcha. and I just think it's a really cool place. I'd love to, to one day go to Oktoberfest in uh, Germany nice. and shoot that. <laughs> I think that would be so dope. That'd be yeah. so much yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah honestly a, a lot of places i would love to go to china too i really want to go to korea um japan i hear the north is great yeah
2: yeah <laughs> great, great. i should go to Welcome russia um, <laughs> yeah 100
1: north korea um but also south africa and then okay. little remote countries in africa would be really cool honestly yeah. everywhere yeah i, I want to go to peru a, yeah, i want exactly. to go everywhere yeah, yeah, pretty much everywhere yeah.
0: nice what's the most interesting place you shot
1: so far iceland it was so yeah. cool Because, I mean, it was so different from from what I've done. And I did that little poll thing on Instagram, not like it matters, but (laughs) I was like, what should I shoot more of, landscapes or people? And they were all like, portraits. And I was like, well, I'm not going to do that. (laughs) I'm "I'm going to shoot landscapes. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. exactly. I did a
0: poll on what tungsten would be named, and I didn't listen to the results either. So, uh, (laughs) you know, it works out. (laughs) Um, I feel like street photography uh, and just like portrait photography in general is really intimate and I think you've learned things about people that maybe they're like close friends or even family mm-hmm. haven't just by like putting a camera in their face. Am I right in assuming that it's I like, mean, what do you learn about people when you take their pictures?
1: Yeah, I mean, you sometimes with street photography, some people like to do that, like snap and move on kind of thing. And I, I totally respect that. I think that's awesome, too. You can get some really genuine shots out of that. Um, I'm kind of a conversation starter, even though I'm a little <laughs> bit timid. I think that, you know. I'm not necessarily a big fan of people shooting homeless and and not talking, not helping. I don't I think that kind of adds to the problem rather than creating a solution. Um but you know, talking to people. People aren't as scary as you think when it comes to taking their photo. If they say no, you're in the same spot that you ended up and you go find somebody else to take a picture of them. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. and yeah, I've learned a lot about a lot of people that I didn't know. Um right now I just proposed a new project on college drug culture. At SCAD, Mm -hmm. I've got probably about 50 responses of a bunch of different people opening up to me about what they've done, what they've been addicted to, what they still do, their life. And, you know, I'm really interested to sit down with these people and figure out more about them just because that's interesting to me. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really, really good to have an open mind when you talk to people because they've experienced things that you haven't. Yeah. So, I mean, just because they're different from you doesn't mean you can't respect them. And, you know, sometimes they let you take a good picture of them. Sometimes they don't.
0: Do you find people open up to you more like even people that like with those responses? I mean, I'm sure some of them are friends, but like are some of them you don't even know?
1: 90% I don't know them. Really? I posted on Facebook page and I posted on my Instagram. Um, I probably know a good like 10 of them really well. Wow. Not even really well, but, um, I've, I've like known mutual friends of theirs, but never, never hung out with them. And I think it's important. One of these things is, you know, SCAD, SCAD is a dry campus and I, I respect that. Yeah. Um, especially on campus, you know, scad pays for that shit. Like, yeah, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not challenging that at all. I won't shoot anybody who lives on campus. And I also said, you know, I can conceal your identity. Like, mm-hmm. this isn't about me showing who who necessarily you are. Mm-hmm. I want to look at purpose. I want to look at environment. I want to look at substance, and I want to know why. So, I mean, I think it's really interesting to be able to tell somebody that their identity concealed is can be concealed. Their yeah. face doesn't have to be in a photo. Like, giving somebody respect lets them open up to you more and i don't yeah. think it's necessarily all about taking a picture of their face and being like this person does drugs sure yeah so.
0: how do you approach a topic like that especially with strangers
1: well you know a lot of them came came to me and i was more of like hey like i'm interested in in what drugs you do like if you don't feel comfortable doing drugs with me don't don't like doing drugs in front of me not doing drugs with me <laughs> <today>. um <laughs> this is like, just a way for you to get i was like, drugs. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> i was like please don't do drugs just for this project like okay, if you yeah. do them i i would like to be there and observe how this is going because i think that's interesting mm-hmm. a lot of kids in college especially art school use drugs mm-hmm. from what i found <laughs> it's a little bit more than smoking sure. weed yeah so um I actually introduced this project to my documentary photo teacher, and he was like, "Awesome, do it!" Like, he was like, "I had a student a couple years ago who was addicted to heroin and would shoot up before my class, and like, I told him to do a project on it, and eventually it got him into rehab." So I think wow. some of these that's people amazing. could also be, you know, benefited from it if that's what they're, if that's mm-hmm. what they want. It's not my life. I'm not going to tell anybody how to live it. I'm not going to tell them what they're doing is wrong. I'm just there with a camera.
2: Yeah, so. I'm curious. W- whenever you start a project like this, do you have an end game in mind? No. Like do you have a awesome? Can no. you explain that?
1: Um just because if you have an end game in mind you set restrictions for yourself. Mm. And I think it's really open to first of all see how the project's going to go. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um I'm kind of going with the flow of it right now because I need to get in a situation to see what happens kind of thing. And each person's going to act differently, so how how will I know what's going to turn out? You know what I mean? You, a bit, you, yeah. you you won't. So mm. I think you have, with photography especially. It's it's a little bit different than film, you know. Film goes in and you usually you know, figure out what your script is, what you want, and then you make changes along the way. Yeah. Yeah. With me, it's just, I. well, personally, I just, how I work, I, I like to go into it and then figure out what I'm gonna do day by day. Because if not, I set restrictions to myself and it puts me in a block when I run into something and I'm like, I don't know what to do. Like, yeah. it just is not a good mindset for me, so I might as well go and open-minded.
0: Wow. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Um, What's the most, like, interesting thing you've learned about yourself coming away from a photo shoot? or like a street photography session
1: i really like one-on-one conversation more than i like group conversations okay um i do Sorry. love collab- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no 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 yeah. i like this because yeah. there's not a Brooks, camera in Kara, my face. get out <laughs> no, no 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 this is good <laughs> um but yeah I'm a, I'm a little bit socially anxious a lot different than i was in high school i really liked hanging around big big groups of people and then i got to school and like i've said before i'm paying for this place like I need to sit down. I need to work, and it Mm necessarily it it didn't necessarily help me that much. I mean, it helped me with school, but like socially, kind of put me in barriers. So I'm trying to get to the point where I can talk around more people and can be in bigger groups of people. But I really like one-on-one intimate conversations with a person or a few people. Mm -hmm. I think that's really, really beneficial for me. Um, And you know, like I said, you do learn about a lot about people and gain different perspectives on things. Like myself i'm i'm a liberal obviously if you couldn't tell um (laughs) (laughs) and like i know a lot of people are like fuck republicans like fuck this i don't want to listen to anything you say and like i don't agree with their terms but like some people like okay if you support like sexism racism if you're if you're all these shitty things like i don't want to talk to you but if you're just a republican based on like if you're fiscally conservative, yeah. I'm not going to sit there and be like, I hate you kind of thing. You have to listen to people to be able to understand people. You can understand without agreeing. So I think that's yeah. really, really important. Cause Why would not you talk
2: to, to a sexist or a racist then? They seem like I mean, the most I, interesting. Honestly. I
1: can, but I feel threatened. You think uh, so? Yeah. That, Especially as a young female. If, I, if mm-hmm. I was a male, by all means, I would go for it. Yeah. But um, I just feel a little bit uncomfortable. Maybe I'll get to that point one day but not alone. Could no, be very yeah. interesting. It could it could be extremely interesting mm-hmm. and you know I dealt with something what was it spring quarter mm-hmm. where I whistleblown on a guy who was recording a girl nude without without her knowing. Really? I and remember that. you know that was scary for me too cuz I was scared he was going to come after me. I'm sure, yeah. Um he got kicked out of his university. I don't I'm not going to say names. Sure, I'm not going to include names but yeah. um you know that was even scary for me and i'm sure it was even more scary for her and her friends mm-hmm. so i mean i think i'm open to it eventually but definitely not alone
3: there's precau- like precautions you have to take as a young female artist that mm-hmm. is like insane and i'm assuming as a documentary young female artist it's just next level because you're dealing with people you don't necessarily know 100% all the time and that's yeah. risky in itself because things happen because people are bad. Pe- yeah, yeah I agree with that. I think there's good <laughs> and
1: bad people, but I do think you need to be open and willing to take risks. And I will, but at a point right now, I'm I'm not trying to talk to somebody who's sexist. I, I yeah, of course. At least sexist or a rapist or somebody who has sexually assaulted somebody. I could, I guess, I could talk to somebody who's racist. I that's happened before. There's people here who <laughs> yeah, are racist, yeah. so yeah. I I couldn't. I could talk about that zig also was talking about how a kid in his class went and documented the kkk a couple of years ago hmm. and you know he got into this this mindset after being around them for a while zig started picking up on things that he was saying that were super racist and Whoa. one day he said something super racist about a young african-american male who went here and zig looked at him and he was like what are you doing this kid was like i have no idea why the hell that came out of my mouth so I do think that you have to be open-minded, but not necessarily. You have to know what you're getting influenced by into. your environment. Yeah. All yeah, the it's time. dangerous.
2: It's, it's really certainly dangerous. dangerous.
1: Yeah, so not trying to get into the kick kick. Sure. <laughs>
0: Good to know. Good to know. Um, <laughs> how do you like uh, manage those risks when you're doing street photography? Because, I mean, like you said, some people will just say like, "No, I don't want a picture taken," and then it's like, "Cool, you just keep walking," but. I don't know I feel like some people might react negatively like have you had any like bad experiences with trying to just photograph strangers?
1: Not yet but good. there was one I was taking a picture of away. these guys who live on the block and they're super cool they're they're really good people and I think people are a little bit intimidated by them because you know there's always smoke bellowing out of their garage <laughs> nice. um, but it was these three um, African American males sitting on a bench and you know I, wa- I was walking past with my camera and I was like hey would you guys mind if I took a picture of you? And two of them were like, yeah. And one was like, fuck no, don't take my picture. And I was like, okay, like I won't. And they were like, yeah, take a picture of me. But we promise you'll bring a a print back because people always take pictures of me and then never bring a print back. Hmm. And I think it's really important to listen. First of all, like 90 percent of the time that I've experienced talking to somebody about taking their picture, if they say no, I'm just like, okay, have a nice day. Kind of thing. You can't be like why or like yeah. snap click blah blah blah. I don't know if you know who Ben Kruger is, but he's had a couple couple experiences that we were talking about last week where he's taken a picture of somebody and they try to fight him kind of thing. Mm. And luckily, I I haven't had that happen to me because yeah. I usually walk on some of the streets by SCAD. Um, okay. I've gone. I've started getting into different neighborhoods, but people are are usually pretty nice to me. So yeah, I always carry some mace. But nice. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
2: Yeah. Well, are there any like? particular things in the photography industry that might be widely practiced that you don't respect? Like, for instance, what you said before, like taking a picture of a homeless person uh, without asking. I forgot what you said.
1: Yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's my one of my biggest ones. My friend Rico, the one who won the Visco um, competition, he actually dealt with homelessness, and he'll go and talk to people and take their picture, which I, I think is really cool. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, it's a consent thing. There should always be consent when you're taking a picture of somebody who's in a bad place, and, you know, mm-hmm might necessarily not want their picture taken mm. another thing i don't largely respect but i guess i'm okay with it is there's a lot of male photographers who strictly take pictures of white women on beds
2: hey and yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> that yeah. shit kind of pisses me mm. off
1: but you know and it kills on instagram yeah and there's some there's <laughs> some people who are like good at it but some people call it art and it's not art yeah, no. i'm like you know cool that's whatever but don't First of all, you're literally just taking pictures of half-nude women on, yeah. on beds. Like, I don't know what creativity always comes about that. You're not the only one yeah. who's ever done it kind of thing. So I don't love that, but...
2: Yeah. I've always thought that's bothered me so right. much. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, right. Right, like, right when I got scat, I had, like, a, such a distaste in my mouth. Like, in like freshman year for photographers. Yeah. Because, like, I, that's all I would see. Yeah. It's, like, these girls that I knew, like, the most uh, attractive girls, like, in our grade. You're, like... You know, like... Yeah, just, like, a couple weeks in the scat, it's, like, naked on Instagram. Yeah. And, like... <laughs> Uh, it's, it's the photographers that you know I just lost respect for
1: I'm like you can be but try to be original I guess I yeah, guess it's, it's not my art and yeah. I don't want to take those kind of pictures I don't want to be around that and I don't think it's always necessarily respectful just like I said the young woman who dealt with it in spring quarter that was one of those situations and he filmed mm-hmm. her nude I must, I'm not saying all guys do that it's just it may, like personally it makes me a little bit uncomfortable yeah. and people can have different views on that but I think it's boring
2: how do you feel about nudity in, in photography these days totally fine You think so? Why not?
1: Hmm. You know what I mean? Why not? It's a human body. People watch porn all Mm -hmm. the time. Why can't people just share a naked picture of themselves? Just saying. I don't think.
3: I'm so for that. Right? I feel like (laughs) desensitization of, like, the body is, like, so important. But, like, in the right way. Not sexualizing it. Just, like putting it out there molly
1: johnson at scad did a nudish show i didn't get to go to it but she took a bunch of pictures of girls at scad without clothes on it was super cool hmm. so I, th- I think it's fine i really don't see any problem with it cool and i mean you can make it fine art you can make it whatever you want just don't make it a girl on a bed yeah yeah <laughs> just <laughs> spread leg with, yeah, and
0: the, with the white comforter and the yeah, white and pillows it. and everything that's well, the thing though
2: it can be so gray you know like because it could be just the sketchy dude taking pictures like pornographically but it could also yeah. be art and that, that's i mean it can just get gray
1: yeah i i, I do agree but n- nudity that. is beautiful and obviously I, nudity is perfectly fine yeah mm-hmm. of course
2: yeah. it's just it, it's you know in our society today you know <laughs> like it can just it, it's it's about like an intentional thing
1: Fine line.
2: Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. Definitely.
1: But definitely. yeah no problem
0: what do you think about um like overly editing pictures because i'll see stuff on instagram oh, yeah that's like they'll show before and after and the before is just like it's like a fine picture and then they edit it and it is just like they're adding in like sparks colors like lens flare I'm sure people are I'm not even going to say the the person but I think everyone has in mind who I'm referencing specifically but like I don't know I know my opinions I want to hear a a real photographer's opinions and y'all's as well
1: God, I mean, to each their own. I, I really don't like hating on other people's <laughs> art, but I Yeah, yeah, I hate of course. That. Um, you know, especially when it's more of the same every single time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, that's, I mean, that's obviously not my style. I have seen a lot of, not necessarily lens flares, sparkles, dimmed, sparkly lights, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but a lot of wedding photographers, which I, I was interested in for a little bit, and I still kind of am. Um, you know, they shoot in RAW, and then they have the ability to manipulate photos to make them look better. And, you know, really manipulate them, not in terms of what the person looks like, but color and, you know, mm-hmm. exposure. And I think that's cool. I think yeah. that's important. I mean, you know, I've done it before. I don't like, sure. I, yeah. I don't care. Same. Um, I don't think it's for everybody. It kind of, sometimes it looks like a shitty Instagram filter and I'm mm-hmm. not really about yeah. that. But um, again, a little bit boring for me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. And a little bit too much. Like I, my thing is like, if you're trying to make money off of that, which it's not always the end game for everybody, who, who's going to buy that? Yeah, mm-hmm. like what kind? Of, what kind of creative business is gonna love that unless you're like really, really cheesy pyramid scheme? I think yeah. they <laughs> maybe buy yeah. into it, but no. Yeah,
0: and now you have like photographers selling LUTs and stuff. It's like I want to shoot like Mango Street, like not even calling. I love Mango Street. Yeah, stuff. me too. But why? um, but like yeah, I want to look. I want to shoot like Mango Street. So I'll just download their LUTs. And do you think that takes away um. Like the hard work that some people have put in, because of course, I mean, you know, everyone's trying to make money. So, like, I'm not against selling presets at all. But I don't know. Do you think some people use that uh, as a crutch?
1: You know, I think Lightroom presets and Visco presets are pretty interesting. Sometimes people just throw them on any picture without making adjustments, which you really can't do. Yeah. It'll look super fake, unauthentic. Um, you know, if you take a really darkly exposed picture and you're trying to put on the setting that's for really light pictures, and you throw it on there, it's gonna look like shit. Yeah. And um, you know, I think that filters are are fine, quite honestly. Um, just like the Visco. I know I keep bringing up Visco, but it's pretty practical. This it's, episode's
0: sponsored by Visco. So oh, that's cool, totally fine. Oh, nice. no, <laughs> Hey, guys. I'm I um, wish. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. But I I do think that authenticity, or at least the closest thing you can get to it, is you know formulating your own colors and your own exposures and you know an aesthetic that you want to follow by and you can always change that aesthetic you don't have to sit sit there with it for a long time but i don't think there's much much wrong with it just sometimes it's a bit cheesy and yeah. like you said mango street like i've looked at their presets and i hate them oh yeah <laughs> i love mango street but i yeah, don't like mango their Street's presets fantastic. like they don't apply hmm. to how i shoot they don't okay. yeah. none of that so and i think lightroom's also nice in that aspect because you do have the ability to you know kind of mess around with the settings that you give it's kind of like you can start with this and then you can change it kind of thing yeah so and it's fine you can make your own presets on Lightroom and it's super cool and yeah. like I've done that with a series of projects where I make my own preset and even the preset doesn't apply to all my pictures in the own product you got to change it sometimes yeah it's just how it works
0: our like bts photographer at tungsten hunter is like working on some presets as well so That's cool. what's the most rewarding thing you've taken away from photography just like as a whole
1: I do have pretty bad anxiety, so it is a space where I can work for myself. Yeah. It's kind of released. And I'm not saying art is my pain because it's not. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But it, it does sometimes help me just, like, calm down. Because if not, I'm thinking about money. I'm thinking about food. I'm thinking about what yeah. I'm going to do with my fucking future kind of thing. Sure. Yeah. And um, I think it's a really relaxing thing for me. And I found something that I like without worrying about what I'm going to do in the future with it. Mm. Kind of taking it day by day. Like, nobody's guaranteed a job in the future. Like, I hate to say it, but I think going in with the fact that you love something is is really important.
0: Yeah. Are you taking pictures every day?
1: You know, almost. Sometimes you need a break. Sometimes you don't need to bring your camera somewhere. You don't always want to be looking through your fucking viewfinder all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know why, but I mean, I guess some people, but that's not a way for me to live. You know, sometimes you miss a shot and that's fine. Yeah. And, you know, I, I messed up a lot in Iceland. I, I wasted really? a ton of rolls. I shot about 25 rolls. Oh, wow. And I think like 15 of them came out, which isn't bad. But I went out west this summer, shot 20 rolls, lost every single one of them. Have no idea no where way. they went. No and I'm not even mad. About, I mean, I spent money on it, but I'm not even mad about it because I was Man. there. I saw pretty things. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. You, ca- you can't dwell on that. Sure. So I think imperfection is really okay. And that's another thing I've taken away from it. Not everything you do is going to be perfect. So mm. might as well keep going. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what
0: I like about film photography versus digital is like, I take a picture and I don't know what it looks like. So then I can't know if it's good or not. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. I just move on. But if it's like digital, I I would be inspecting, you know, and reshooting. Yeah,
1: you don't always want to do that. Yeah, it becomes boring to you. Mm -hmm. If you're reshooting the same shot over and over and over again. And they do teach you in film photography when you take classes here to like, you know, bracket, like, take a picture of this change the exposure, take a picture of it again. And that's really cool. That's a really good way to learn and figure out what kind of style you like, if you like overexposing, if you like underexposing. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you do waste film sometimes when you're just pointing and taking pictures of stupid shit.
0: What advice do you have for people looking to get started into photography? Because I feel like it can seem like a daunting hobby, mostly because of cost. But what advice do you have for the young Darcy in Cincinnati, (laughs) Ohio? (laughs) I don't think that...
1: Equipment is the biggest part about it. People are always like, I want this camera and this camera and this camera just because it has better quality or Oh my gosh, this five thousand dollar camera has to be better than the one I have now. Yeah. Which I don't think is necessarily true. I know people who shoot on like Canon T three is and they do great. Point and shoot cameras do great. And you know, um I think I've I've fallen into that consumerism where I'm like, Oh my god, I need the new camera, I need this new yeah. lens but Um, you know, if you don't have a lot of money, that's no excuse to stop photography. If you really love it, Mm. you can work with what you have. Another thing is, like I said, with Instagram, don't let other people control your artistic ability because you got to be open to let what's in out. If you want to feel good about your art, in my opinion, you don't want to just be making something that somebody has already made before. And almost every photography project blah 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 has is not authentic because you know other people have done it like how long do you think photography has been around the bathtub bathtub shoots like you can't Mm -hmm. take a bathtub shoot and get pissed off when somebody's done the exact same thing as you of course um so trying to find some kind of authenticity in your work is is also really important even though it's never going to be 100 percent authentic
0: do you think people should start out on film or like obviously equipment's not the main issue but if people have the uh funds to go either way which would you suggest starting out with film nice
1: film all the way I, think <laughs> I was hoping you one would of the say that <laughs> satisfying things because you're not con- like you said you're not constantly looking at the back of the screen to make sure everything's okay yeah um yeah. and you know for for some photographers if they do like film photographers in the beginning whether you're in seventh grade whether you're 32 some of them understand that film's going to be expensive and so they really yeah. look at what they're going to shoot they're going to look at c- composure And they're going to, you know, figure out their own style. And I think it's good to go slow sometimes. You don't want a thousand pictures to shoot from when you're a new photographer. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, slowing down can be important or else you're going to overwhelm yourself. Mm -hmm. So I think film's really nice. And I think digital's great, too. I don't think there's anything wrong with digital. I still use my digital camera. Yeah. But um, I've really gotten into film because of the, the process. Like, I love the way it looks, but I also love taking time to myself to scan. And, you know, you still edit film. You know what I mean? It's... Some people don't, which is fine, but mm-hmm. I still sit there, I edit film, I edit dust off my film. It's just a, it's a rewarding process when you get a picture that's really nice and you've spent that much time on it.
2: Yeah, it yeah. does seem like such a romantic practice. Oh, it is. Yeah. It's so nice. And
0: so. since you work in the photo lab here, do you develop your own stuff? Yes. That's I awesome. develop
1: all my own black and white stuff, so it's really cool. And, you know, now doing C41, too, which is mm-hmm. pretty, pretty hard not going to lie, especially when you're dealing with other people's film, it's kind of scary just because I really don't want to mess up somebody else's hard-earned work. Yeah, of course. Could (laughs) you
3: explain what C41 is? C41
1: is the color process. Um, So obviously film all has to be done in the dark. Mm -hmm. Um, But C41, for SCAT, has to be run through a machine. So I'll load, like, I just started. So the last time I loaded probably like 16 rolls of film in complete darkness. And usually with black and white, you load the film in darkness, then put it in a canister, walk out into light, and develop it but in c41 you get a huge rack and you put it up on the machine you load everything in complete darkness you put magnets on the end and then you put a twin check on the end so you know whose film is who but you have to do all of that in the dark and then you have to like pull it down place it in the machine process it in the machine outside you have to type in everything that you just did what number it is what kind of roles it is which is kind of nerve-wracking i thought it was going to be a lot harder to learn but i think it's it's really cool and that's also super rewarding when you see that you didn't mess up somebody else's work yeah Yeah. it sounds like it i know yeah it makes it seem like such a physical Mm. thing too
3: rather than such an instantaneous thing oh yeah which i think people think photography is
1: but like so much physicality goes into it which is so interesting yeah Yeah. it's so cool it's really cool and I'm, i'm really blessed to be able to work at c41 um they actually picked me to do it last quarter, and I love the people I work with. I think everybody there is really cool, and you know, for the most part, people in the photo department are really open, and you know, they'll strike up a conversation with you. I, I love almost every single person I've talked in the photo department. They're all super different, super different styles. That's awesome. So I think it's cool to also see how their negatives come out.
0: To scatter the tools to do E six film. Yes. Nice. Have you done that?
1: No, not yet. I mean, you just you put it through. So what? You're gonna do with E6 is you still put it through the C41 machine. I would I would personally recommend going to a place that specializes with E6 or sending yeah. it off to a lab. But E6 can be developed there, but it's still through C41 chemicals, so the colors hmm. can be a little bit off. You can color okay. correct through uh, Flex color, but nothing's gonna be as good as if you got it developed where somebody does E6. Yeah.
0: yeah, and again, for those who don't know, E6 is slide film, and it's a lot less common than C41. Mm-hmm. Right? Am I correct in saying yes. that? Yes. Yeah? Okay.
1: Yes. You got to ship it somewhere. Yeah. I, I would not do it at SCAD. In fact, my boss told me that you could, or maybe she told me you could do another one, but I, I honestly don't don't know if they do. But I I think it's too long to put in our machine. Oh, uh, okay. Um, but you definitely want to send that off somewhere because it's, it's worth sending somewhere that's going to take good care of it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And um, whenever you were walking in, you were telling me about all the medium format stuff, (laughs) all the expenses of that. So how has it been venturing into um, larger film formats?
1: Well, see, I'm taking large format right now and I'm kind of in a little bit of a creative block. I mean, I got my documentary project down and hopefully that's going to work out for me. We're going to take it as it goes, because if not, I'll disappoint myself. But large format is, is kind of like medium format, except so much harder okay and, you know oh, i honestly I'm, didn't know there was a difference
0: i thought it was just like the same name so for,
1: medium format is about that big large formats about that big so okay. you're working with um for those
0: for, who are, wa- are listening medium formats small large, <laughs> is, <medium> large. Format <laughs> is
1: four by five inches uh, no okay. no no large format is four by five inches oh, so it's wow. like an actual sheet of film it doesn't come in a roll so you have to load it into a film loader oh. and then you have to do all all of that in the dark and then you take it out and you slide it in the back of the camera and then when you're ready to take the picture you close the shutter pull out the thing press the shutter put the slide back in and then take it out. And it's hard as shit. And oh. all the controls are really different because it's one of the ca- the cameras that like accordions out. Yeah. So, you oh, know, light yeah. travels through that differently since it's so long, but that's hard and it's expensive, but I'm really looking forward to being able to, you know, learn that that's not a technique that is going to be a- around forever. Mm. Um, it's really, it's really expensive, but Hopefully in the long run, it'll be fine. I know I'm going to mess up sometimes, yeah. so I don't think that's uncommon. Almost everybody I've talked to has had some, some kind of learning curve. Yeah. Um, and then medium format is probably my favorite thing I've ever shot. I'm trying to save up right now to buy a camera, but, you know, it is expensive. And medium formats are hard to find, too. They don't really make them anymore. They make medium format digital cameras, but I really want to film one. And yeah. mm-hmm. I really want it. And it, that's really nice because on the Mamiya RZ67, you get 10 shots a roll neutral is about nine dollars so I think well, that, yeah that's, I know.
0: <laughs> I just saw money signs just like vanish into the universe and I think
1: I think that's really good not necessarily for all documentary photographers but I think it's going to be a good thing for me to shoot my documentary project on because I also want to have a conversation with these people you know I, I want to get to know them I don't want to have a camera in their face the whole time sure I think it'll be able to get to know them and they'll open up to me a little bit let me take better pictures and you know, than what I could do if I was just snap, 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 snap. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um,
0: If you had to choose um, between 35 millimeter digital medium format or large format to do like only that for the rest of your life, what would you choose and why?
1: (laughs) I guess it depends on what I go into. If I'm gonna, okay, if I'm gonna yeah. shoot how I'm shooting now, I'd, I'd love to shoot medium format, you know, if the funds allow that to happen. Yeah. You know, if not, 35. I love my 35. It's my um, great uncle's camera. He's letting me borrow it right now, so what I don't know. What kind of camera if, is it? It's a Nikon F2. Oh, nice. It's. I love it. It's a really portable camera, and I think that's nice for documentary too, just because you know it's light, it's easy, you can go, but uh, you definitely get better quality when you shoot on a bigger negative. And then, you know, there's the digital side where it's a lot to fix. It's a lot of money to fix it. And, you know, they do wear out, but it's practical. Mm -hmm. So I guess it just depends. Like if I'm if I'm shooting documentary how I am now, where it's like a closed set environment, a little bit slower paced and not so fast all the time, like some documentary, I'd, I'd love to keep film in the picture okay if I was doing wedding photography there's no no option for me to do film the way that I shoot so it would have to be digital
0: yeah so we've seen how Instagram and other social medias have affected photography in the past few years uh looking ahead like five years after you graduate how do you think the photography space like what do you think that environment's going to be
1: like hopefully it'll be a little less judgment free yeah um just like a place to create, you know what i mean? Like obviously feedback's important, but like i don't know. I hope it's just more positive. There's a lot of negativity that goes on social media and you know, I don't think that's really cool. Yeah. I don't think it's nice to be mean to people. That sounds really really <laughs> rhetorical. <laughs> but like sure, yeah, I just sure. I don't see the point in wasting negativity on somebody. Be indifferent if you don't like somebody's work or you know, give criticism. Don't just be like I hate your shit. Sure. Um so I like honestly I see platforms going going more towards Visco. Visco is super super cool. You can now message people like there's um they'll curate pictures based on what you post. So I think that's really cool. You can um repost to your page other people's things. You can like people's things. Cool. People that's can't awesome. see, people can't see how many likes you have like we talked about mm-hmm. earlier. So I think it kind of Takes away from the popularity aspect of only following people that have this many followers, sure. and only have this certain kind of aesthetic. It's kind of a place where you can post whatever you want without somebody commenting on what they mm. like or don't like. You can me- the messaging part is really cool. It's another way to make friends, and I think connections are really important. And they do um, this thing called journals, so you can put a collection of pictures together with writing and publish it. Oh, that's so cool. which wow. I love. So Very cool. I think that's really interesting too, because it's almost like a blog. Like I, I could personally see people transforming websites, like from like their own personal websites to Visco. Mm-hmm. I really could, um, just because you know they're advancing too. It's a really great company. They they've been growing super fast. They've had people quit from Google and go work at Visco. Damn, wow, yeah, which is really yeah. really cool. <laughs> and they, and they have an amazing staff. Every single person I talked to was really really kind and open. And I just I think that's where it's going. I think like a, a positive trend will go for it. I know that. Photography jobs are supposed to drop sixteen percent by like twenty twenty five, and film's supposed to go up about twenty.
2: Wow! You know,
1: no, I'm I'm keeping an open mind. Just, do you do you think a lot of the negativity on like platforms like
3: Instagram come from people who aren't artists and don't know necessarily what goes into it because they're there where like Visco has I feel more of an artist community or a state of mind.
1: Yes, I I, I do think that's part of it. You don't have to see somebody's post. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You don't have to be able to comment on somebody's post. I don't I, like personally, it's OK to comment on somebody's post. I'm just tired of people being like, I'm going to unfollow you because I hate you. And you being like, OK, I don't care. Or somebody commenting on your stuff like some kid messaged me um, a couple months ago when I posted a picture of, that I took of Emily McRae and was like, come on, you can do better. The blacks need to be darker. The whites need to be whiter. And I was like, all right, Jesus. man like i'm not gonna be like fuck you you're wrong but sure. i was just like all right dude like he's not an artist yeah like you yeah. know what yeah. i mean and that's okay i don't, I don't know that's there's a lot lame. of ways like, could why could yeah. 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 does he <laughs> expect
0: you to go wow thank you wow, so, so much, much. Yeah.
1: i'm gonna repost <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah and then in the repost in the comments like thank you so much <laughs> shout out <laughs> follow him
3: yeah <laughs> follow <laughs> him
0: exactly
1: here's a shitty concert picture, <laughs> <laughs> but. I don't know. I mean, everybody has a right to their own opinion, but yeah. I just I like places like Visco. Yeah. I post a lot on Visco. I probably post every day. With wow. on Instagram, really? I'm trying to phase out just a little bit. I like mm-hmm. I like hearing people's feedbacks in terms of like I've I've asked people like what kind of books they read. I I want to know that kind of stuff. I want to be able to talk to my community, but it's not about likes and popularity. It's yeah. just about posting what I feel free to post and I'm most comfortable on Visco cool yeah
0: that's awesome before i wrap it out do y'all have any other questions
1: what do you have next
0: that that was gonna be my my question to wrap wrap (laughs) it out
1: in terms of projects yeah oh man i don't know yet i actually got um an email from my favorite photographer's assistant today because i had emailed her my cover letter and resume and she emailed me back today which was really cool asking me to fly out to new york this week and you know that's really hard for me because i'm in classes. So I was like, she want, she wanted me to help archive her film collection. She has thousands of negatives, you know, oh be able gosh. to cut and archive. And, you know, unfortunately, it's not going to be plausible for me right now. So I I basically emailed, like, I, like, I'm looking at expenses right now. I'm trying to figure out if this is possible. Like, um, if you could send me any other um, events that you have in the future that I could attend, I'm available from mid-March to, like, a week in March. And then I'm available from June 15th to September 11th. Like, please keep like an open mind on like contacting me for these things so I'm really trying to push for internships right now and I think that's why I'm in a creative block because I'm so focused on other things but I am trying to get more into reading so I can figure out what I'm going to do for large format because I'm kind of freaking yeah, out about yeah. that.
3: Reading's one. such a good way to figure out like right. projects and like what you want to do. And I agree with that. Hmm. So what are you reading?
1: Um, right now I've, I picked up this book from one of the little libraries um do you know what i'm talking about like there's that's one out nice. one. oh yeah, yeah i love those yeah and it's um it's basically about the imperfection of human and wow. it, and i'm not particularly religious i am totally open to hearing everybody's opinions about religion because it's not my life but it's kind of about all different kinds of religion and the theories of imperfection and why everybody is imperfect so i think that's a good one and then i've heard another strategy to help um some this girl named Jacqueline talked about this um another Thing to get your creative juices flowing is waking up in the morning and write three pages of everything that's in your head. You could write, "I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm not doing this, this, this." It just gets you to get up and start thinking about things, mm-hmm. which I think is important. Lets you clear your head and maybe become a little bit more open to what's going around you and draw influences from other things. Um, one final
0: question that I just thought of: uh, How do you? What's the process of conceptualizing um, a project? Obviously, with street photography, you know, you're just kind of going out and seeing what happens but whenever you have like a series that would require art direction and stuff like that how do you get from point a to point z
1: again being very open to what I'm going to do um, i did do a self portrait project um last winter that's when i got the call from visco but it was um it was like self portraits that kind of i was going through a little bit of a hard time with religion and who I am as a person, I had some people kind of bail out on friends, being friends with me in high school because, you know, I went to Young Life for a little bit and then I decided it wasn't for me. Very mm-hmm. respectfully, it was just like, hey, guys, this is not for me. Like sure. Still love to be friends. I sat down at my lunch table and all of them stood up and walked away. It was one of those things that I had to go sit with my teacher during lunch kind of thing. So I, I've I've had kind of a problem with that. So it was basically about being lost with who I am. And I think that was drawing from experience was my conceptual like thing for me to like build upon and then you know depending on how i feel you know you can reflect color and composition into that so i thought that was really cool i think it's just kind of all things considered and yeah being open to how you're going to go along with it because like we were talking about when somebody does like a concept like like a conceptual art or put it up in a museum like you can interpret it differently yeah so Mm -hmm. i i don't know it just it just depends on what it is
0: well darcy thanks so much for coming along do you have any Things you'd like to plug? Where can people find you and see your stuff?
1: Instagram's Darcy Linators. Don't follow me <laughs> if you don't want to. <laughs> Twitter is Procrastinators. I only retweet memes and serious government things. Nice. Um, <laughs>
0: and memes about serious government things.
1: Mm-hmm. My website's darcyaters.com. Pretty simple. And then my Visco is Darcy Linators. Sweet. All, all one name.
0: I'm glad you said that you post to Visco more because um, when I was like looking at pictures of yours to post um like for the promo about recording this um i was like man she doesn't post instagram a lot and now i know why yeah. so i'm gonna give this go and follow you on that i
1: used to a lot but i'm trying to yeah it's not healthy for me Cool. <laughs> i like have you guys ever tracked the time on your phone how much yeah. you're on your phone yeah. oh, can't do that that's yeah. west and i the happening. other day at IHop <laughs> oh gosh tracked
2: our uh, youtube time because yeah, yeah, you can go. do that now and I won't tell you how long. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> we were both similar, but it yep, was we were ridiculous. Both, yeah, it was uh, bad news bears.
1: Yeah. The end of 2018, I was on my phone for six hours plus a day. Do you know how much that adds up to a year? Oh, time. Yeah, it's yeah. A lot. I was like, Jeez. I got to set restrictions and stuff. That. I was yeah. like, I'm done. Wow. But yeah, feel free to yeah. follow me L- on anything links, if you want to. Links
0: to Darcy stuff will be... Uh, Wherever on wherever you're listening, maybe it won't have it, maybe it will. Um, be sure to check out Text Originals on Instagram. Like I said, if you haven't seen the Element episode, episode one with Darcy, um, definitely check that out. Um, links to all of our stuff will be in the description. Thank you for listening, Darcy. Thanks again for coming on. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it. really. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. All you guys in the good. next one. Have a good one.